Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. Welcome. For those latecomers, I'm a guest speaker at Wendy's Pleasure, as they say. <laughs> nice to see you, Bonnie. <laughs> My breakfast mate. <laughs> uh, I'm here to speak to you about seeing like a Buddha today. And possibly, actually I'd like a show of hands, has anyone here ever heard the phrase, form is emptiness, emptiness is form? And now, those of you who hadn't just heard it, this <laughs> Did you get it the first time you heard it? Anybody? I wish, right? I didn't get it after studying it for some time. It would just slip away. It was, it's, it's still slippery, and it's something that is to be contemplated for a long, long time. It isn't something that is uh, math that you just, okay, I know how to add. So that's the first thing. Um, but we've all heard it, or you'll, now that you've heard it, you'll see it all kinds of places, and you've got to wonder, what is the big fuss about that? You know, I, I mean, really, and even uh, studying Zen as a part of Mahayana Buddhism, it is a fundamental part, and it's like, so, <laughs> to me, I just couldn't really get the depth of it for a long time. And then it dawned on me that Form is emptiness, emptiness is form, is how a Buddha sees. So we're going to go into that a little bit. It comes from the Heart Sutra. It's one of the opening statements of the Heart Sutra, which is a concise cliff-like notes of 8,000 lines of the perfection of wisdom. So 8,000 verses. So that is volumes and volumes of learning for a student, a Buddhist student back in the days to, to work through. It's a lot to work through. The Heart Sutra breaks it down. Each section refers to a particular Buddhist teaching. So that is why it's like the cliff notes to it. It was first, nobody really knows where it came from, who wrote it, what happened, but the first century BCE is the first time it was recorded, was known to exist. And by 650 AD, they knew it was translated into Chinese from presumably Sanskrit. I actually don't know. So it's been around for a long time and studied for a long time, yet it's written rather uh, cryptically, like memory aids to a student. So that, that helps some. Form is empty, but what is form? Form is the first of the five elements that in Buddhist psychology are considered the entirety of your existence. Those elements are form, feeling, perception, impulses or mental formations like thoughts, ideas, and consciousness. So that is the opening statement of the Heart Sutra states, form is empty, emptiness is form. Form does not differ from emptiness. Emptiness does not differ from form. The same is true of feelings, perceptions, impulses, and consciousness. 
saying, all of this, everything you experience is empty. Well, great. That's not very explanatory either. Mm -hmm. I, you know, you guys, okay, you know. But we're going to stick with form right now because I know what form is. Form is everything that you see, right? Everything you smell, everything like that. But Chogam Trumpa, he defines it in the manner in which the Heart Sutra is applying it. He says that form is that which is, that which is, before we project our concepts onto it. It's the original state of what is. Imagine picking up something that you've never ever experienced before and is so out of your mind. That is what you're looking at. But when I look at a pen, I think of its usefulness now. I'm immediately doing that. Forms what's here. We say, though, it says, form is empty. Empty of what? If I'm holding a glass of water, but there's no water in it, and I say this glass is empty, I'm thinking there's no water in it, no liquid. But it wouldn't be empty. Air would be in it. There's something in it. I've assigned a meaning when I say this is empty. I've put a concept on a glass. In Zen, we call this adding something. And one of the concepts that they teach is don't add. You just get this back at you. Don't add things. <laughs> you know, thanks. You know, that's not really helpful either when you're working through something, but don't add things. What they're saying is don't add your concepts. Don't extend this. Don't put your understanding on it, your memories of it, your history with this, your likes, your dislikes. It just is what it is. It's empty. No expectations on a form, no definitions of a form. Things are just what they are, just what is here. We call that staying away from your own personal perspectives on it, personal interpretations of it. So that feels pretty comfortable, right? Classically, though, Chogum Trumpa says the things, but he says it very easy to understand. If we go classically into what is form, what are things, emptiness as form, emptiness describes three characteristics. Emptiness describes first that a thing is dependent upon other things. Thich Nhat Hanh calls this interbeing. Right? And I'm going to read his famous Clouds in Each Paper, which many of you may have heard of, but it's a really interesting talk, I think. If you're a poet, you'll see clearly that there's a cloud floating in this paper. Without the cloud, there'd be no rain, and without rain, there'd be no trees to grow. Without trees, there's no paper. The cloud is essential for the paper to exist. If the cloud's not here, the sheet of paper can't be here either. A thing exists only in dependence on other things that exist in dependence on other things and so forth. So that's the first characteristic of emptiness. The second is that a thing is an assembly of other things. 
when I was young, I read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, and in it, Robert Persig's, yeah, I see a few smiles. It kind of blew me away. I'm not sure. I think I should reread that. But I remember that he disassembles his motorcycle. Maybe it was broken. I really have a vague memory of it. But he's looking for the essence, that core piece that is the motorcycle at one point. And there is no core piece that he can call a motorcycle, right? And he concludes, that's all the motorcycle is, a system of concepts worked out in steel. There's no part in it, no shape in it, that's not out of someone's mind. No one part is the motorcycle. Emptiness means that you're an assembly, some, a thing is an assembly of things, and it's dependent upon things. And the third characteristic is that a thing is always changing. We hear a lot about impermanence. That's the idea on impermanence, but let's take it in a bigger flow of things. We've got a tree, a particular tree. The seed, the, let's just call it an acorn that it came from, is the tree in that acorn is the tree in its decomposing rot when it dies and falls? Is the tree in the tree that bore the acorn to grow the tree? It is a flow, a continuum. A thing is always changing, a thing is dependent upon other things, and a thing is an assembly of things. Form is empty. Form is empty, uh, it is not independent. It is not singular, it isn't its own essence and it's not permanent. Form is an illusion, actually. Emptiness of form is the true nature of reality. All forms are empty. And that's the core when you hear things do not exist as they seem. We make this in our mind. We need to make this in our mind. It's not a bad thing. There's a question of being aware of what we're doing in our minds with things. So we've had two definitions here. Form is empty of our personal interpretations of it, and complementary, it's empty of its own independence, it has no core essence, and it's not permanent. So yeah, I'm, this is making pretty good sense to me now, right? Yeah, you know? I'm feeling comfortable in this, you know, you got it, you can remember some of the stories, you're feeling good. <laughs> but the Heart Sutra didn't stop, <laughs> right, okay? Just, you know, okay, form is empty, I can go home now, right, okay? Flip the coin, and it says emptiness is form. And I'm back in confusion again. What is this talking about now, okay? Emptiness is form, how is this mathematically an equation that works? It, uh, I, Form is empty of all these things. Emptiness, how can that thing be form? Well, emptiness is another concept. You just put a concept onto form. You just put a concept onto emptiness. You have to give up your ambition. This is a second stage to even see form as emptiness. First, you might contemplate a long time and live a long time with how form is emptiness. But the fact is, we're still using and holding on to a concept about form. So where does that leave us? But the sutra goes on and on to say, <laughs> 
is all that you have, what you should rely on, is your feelings, your experience, your perceptions, bare perceptions, bare feelings, moving out of your head, out of this conceptual framework, even the Buddhist studies conceptual framework, rather heretically, into your heart, into your feelings and experience. <clears throat> but wait, <laughs> remember the rest of it? It's about, they talk about the rest of the existence that we have. Our feelings, our perceptions, our impulses, and our consciousness, this is all empty. They are just what they are. Your feelings are just your feelings. Your perceptions are your just your perceptions, and your thoughts are just thoughts. We always look for meaning. That's what we do. We look for something to believe in. And that's how we build our identities. So I just walked you through that. We got that emptiness, and then it gave us the punch, right? That, well, you still don't have it. You're, you don't need to do that. You don't need to build this identity by understanding something and conceptualizing it and knowing how it's going to be, building your understanding, remembering. You don't need to do that at all. Things are just what they are. You don't need something to believe in about them. You don't need to add anything. You don't need to make something. Feeling and experiencing without the personal interpretation, without the I, me, mine, and without the concepts, is called directly perceiving. Moving out of your head and into your heart, that's how a Buddha sees. People and what kind of names are these? You know, it starts off describing the scene. Avalokitesvara is the bodhisattva of wis of compassion, and it starts off with something about Avalokitesvara's insight, and then Avalokitesvara starts speaking to Shariputra, who is a most prominent, knowledgeable student practitioner. He's not a bodhisattva, but he's talking to him about, here's something, Shariputra, listen to me. Right? So, my best student, listen to me. It's a little, um, if you ask me, fictionalized. This isn't, uh, this is what Mahayana does, it brings it together and fictionalize it in a way that people can learn and remember and chant it. And it is considered actually a, a chant, in, for many people just chant it, that's their whole practice. The Maha Prajna Paramita Sutra. The Maha Prajna Paramita Sutra. Avalokitesvara. Avalokitesvara. Bodhisattva. When pra okay, Bodhisattva. When practicing deeply the prajna paramita, when practicing deeply the prajna paramita, perceives that all five skandhas are empty, perceives that all five skandhas are empty, and is saved from all suffering and distress, and is saved from all suffering and distress. Shariputra. Shariputra. Form does not differ from emptiness. Form does not differ from emptiness. Emptiness does not differ from form. 
Emptiness does not differ from form. That which is form is emptiness. That which is form is emptiness. That which is emptiness, form. That which is emptiness, form. The same is true of feelings, perceptions, impulses, consciousness. The same is true of feelings, perceptions, impulses, consciousness. Shariputra. Shariputra. All dharmas are marked with emptiness. All dharmas are marked with emptiness. They do not appear or disappear. They do not appear or disappear. Are not tainted or pure. Are not tainted or pure. Do not increase or decrease. Do not increase or decrease. Therefore, in emptiness, no form. Therefore, in emptiness, no form. No feelings, perceptions, impulses, consciousness. No feelings, perceptions, impulses, consciousness. No eyes, no ears, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind. No eyes, no ears, no tongue, no nose, no body, no mind. No color, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch. No color, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch. No object of mind. No object of mind. No realm of eyes. No realm of eyes. And so forth until no realm of mind consciousness. And so forth until no realm of mind consciousness. No ignorance and also no extinction of it. No ignorance and also no extinction of it. And so forth until no old age and death. And, and so, so forth until no old age and death. And also no extinction of them. And also no extinction of them. No suffering, no origination. No suffering, no origination. No stopping, no path, no cognition. No stopping, no path, no cognition. Also no attainment with nothing to attain. Also no attainment with nothing to attain. The Bodhisattva depends on Prajnaparamita. The Bodhisattva depends on Prajnaparamita. And the mind is no hindrance. And the mind is no hindrance. Without any hindrance, no fears exist. Without any hindrance, no fears exist. Far apart from every perverted view. Far apart from every perverted view. One dwells in nirvana. One dwells in nirvana. In the three worlds, all Buddhas depend on Prajnaparamita. In the three worlds, all Buddhas depend on Prajnaparamita. And attain Anuttara Samyak Sambodhi. And attain Anuttara Samyak Sambodhi. Therefore know that Prajnaparamita, therefore know that Prajnaparamita is the great transcendent mantra. Is the great transcendent mantra. Is the great bright mantra. Is the great bright mantra. Is the utmost mantra. Is the utmost mantra. Is the supreme mantra. Is the supreme mantra. Which is able to relieve all suffering. Which is able to relieve all suffering. And is true, not false. And is true, not false. So proclaim the Prajnaparamita mantra. So proclaim the Prajnaparamita mantra. Proclaim the mantra which says. Proclaim the mantra which says, 
Gatte gatte para gatte para sam gatte bodhisattva gatte gatte para gatte para sam gatte bodhisattva gatte gatte para gatte para sam gatte bodhisattva you have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.